You know what I do want to say before we go on the air? And like, I, I'll make this like, I know, I know. It sounds like I'm about to make like a bit or a dick or a fart joke or something along those lines. Um, but this is like kind of serious news. Uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Carl Cafalio, who portrayed Benjamin Grimm, the thing in the uh, yeah. 1990s Fantastic Four film. Um, just had a surgery go wrong from all the years of abuse that he took as a stunt actor and is uh, oh, wow. paralyzed from the head down. And, um, Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. One, I want to wish him well formally on the podcast. Yeah. 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 yeah bring some awareness to it too. And, uh, I guess now by affiliation, friend of the podcast, Stephen Lang from avatar is starting a, uh, a GoFundMe for the guy. So I will, nice. uh, nice yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember once upon a time, Carl sent me a bunch of stuff in the mail randomly, and mm-hmm. you and I said, just knowing that somewhere out there, Ben Grimm listens to our podcast is all we really need, you know? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I hope Carl's okay. He seems like a good dude, and hopefully we'll have him on the podcast someday. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Cree and Skrull of all ages, welcome to MCU Beyond Infinity, a show where fellow like-minded Marvelites have assembled to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. My name is John, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host and fellow shape-shifting, beloved, whatever at this point, Travis to discuss the fifth and penultimate episode of the MCU's newest Disney Plus series, Secret Invasion, Harvest. In the classic 1982 film, The Thing, directed by the great John Carpenter, the inhabitants of an Antarctic scientific research base are confronted by an extraterrestrial life form capable of replicating our own kind, much like in the show Secret Invasion with the Skrulls. In The Thing, tensions are high and paranoia builds throughout the base, leading to unspeakable cosmic horrors and some of the wettest, dankest puppets ever put to celluloid. Now, Travis, the characters of The Thing were pretty quick to figure out a method in which to take a little bit of blood and figure out who in their ranks has been affected by The Thing and who is uh, human. Why doesn't anyone in the United States government or anyone of authority, military rank, or literally any number of people in this fucking show who are called professional spies do a goddamn thing to protect some of the most important political figures in the fucking world after everyone knows with last week's episode that there are scrolls amongst us? Like, if I was the president... It, in this fucking episode, it'd be like, it's on the news. Like, it's literally on the news. And they're like, scrolls are among us. Like, every government in the world knows scrolls are messing about. Don't let anyone in the fucking room until we, like, dude, we got to take your blood. We got to make sure you're not yeah. a green guy. Like, it's the dumbest shit. Like, this show is, it, it, 
it, it, it's like writing itself into where it wants to go, thinking like that's the right place to go. The, this is the right place to take their story where like an episode of paranoia to not let us scroll into like the president's fucking hospital room would have been more exciting than this week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Wilter Brimley selling diabetes medication would have been more exciting than this week's episode. Yeah, well, like I was thinking of Peacemaker just now, the the bit where uh, they're going to have to assassinate an entire family of shape-shifting, not even shape-shifting aliens, just secret aliens, the same sort of deal. Same sort of deal, little butterfly guys who live in their heads, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have more tension. Uh, 100%. Yeah. There's no tension here. There's no... Trying to figure out who's who or any of that. We, like, this episode starts with them strolling through a hospital with uh, the president of the United States and a handful of fucking uh, hospital people or whatever. And there's no yep. fury, just assumes that they're all humans, I guess. Maybe he can sniff them out. He's like uh, the crime dog, McGruff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He sniffs him with Possibly. his bum eye. Yeah. The uh, the lack of paranoia in this series is just so upsetting because that's not even it's stuff. It's mind blowing that they even accomplished it. <laughs> yeah. How do you have no sense of tension in a show with this premise? The premise of the show is aliens walk among us and we don't know who who's one of them and who's one of us you know it's the whole conceit of this series should be who can you trust and they haven't applied any of that to this they put i guess all their cards on the table with like a roadie reveal but mm-hmm. instead of like building imagine if we just found out roadie was a scroll like this week you know what i mean like um i hadn't even been thinking of the peacemaker before but you mentioned it and you know there's um there's different kinds of tension uh that Mm -hmm. and like irony that you can uh you can you know implement in drama and writing you know what i mean there's the um the kind where the audience doesn't know a reveal, you know what I mean? So yeah, when, yeah. when the card is turned, everyone in the theater, along with the characters, are like, oh, my God. And then there's a kind, um, the the Romeo and Juliet kind, where, like, that play starts where they're like, these people are going to die. Like, you know what I mean? They're like, guess what? They're going to die. And that's what happens in The Peacemaker, where um, that guy, Chuck, who played uh, the... the um, High evolutionary. Yes, yes. Yep. Um, We knew, the audience knew he had a Bumblebee guy in him three Mm -hmm. episodes before any of the characters on the show knew that. So we're all like, oh, fuck, when they find out. Waiting for the other drop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there was none of that in this fucking show. You know what I mean? Like, we found out that Rhodey was a scroll. Like, a couple minutes later, literally, Fury found out that that Rhodey was a scroll. Yeah, there's no, uh, there's no reveal. I thought at one point that Coleman was going to be revealed as a, uh, a scroll, but the fact that I don't actually know her character's name, <laughs> and I just know the actress, and I like her, yeah. and she's like the best thing about the show, and yeah. I think it's Sonya Blade. I think that's the name of her yeah, character. Yeah. 
That's what uh, I keep thinking every time I hear her name. Yeah, this this hospital scene, the for one, it looks cheap, and that like wouldn't be a problem. Like, like I mentioned before, like at the top with the um, that kind of famous scene from John Carpenter's The Thing, when um, they're all in the room and they're drawing a little bit of blood from each other and putting it on a yeah on like a yeah like just that like you can kill 30 minutes doing that and i'd be at the edge of my seat like ah oh, fuck when this finally happens you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i would have taken that over any 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 of this you know what i mean it's just so lame and it, it feels almost unfair because there is actually action in this scene in this episode rather but it it's just kind of boring action. There's blood, but it's like CGI blood. Not a lot of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. A whole lot of it just looks bad, too. Like, the hospital scene looks pretty bad. Um, after, like, Fury's like, well, I'm waiting. And he, like, puts his chair up and, like, sits in front of the door. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. To wait for the shapeshifters. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to on- come in the form that he recognizes that they are shapeshifters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And he didn't just like hand him over to shapeshifters already, you know. Um, I hope next week starts and one of those nurses has fucking uh, smothered the president with a pedal or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just mouth tentacles flying out of it or something cool, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. Uh, show relies heavily on Nick Fury being bad at his job and it's fucking mm-hmm. uh not what you want from the character it's like the uh the how he lost his eye reveal uh making him look like an idiot times a billion <laughs> i like the how he lost his eye reveal i thought it's that was cool funny the first time you see it this is <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just inept yeah like, as a cat owner, I thought that was kind of funny that that's mm-hmm. how that went down. But, like, the, you know, there's there's a lot of CGI imaging, especially for, like, exteriors and things like that. Places that, you know, uh, most of these shows are just, like, filmed in Atlanta. Like, I doubt any of this was actually filmed in, like, Russia. Or <laughs> I doubt they went to the United Kingdom for any of this. Like, all this is on some, like, back lot, a bunch of farms and shit around, like, Georgia or whatever for tax yeah. reasons, you know. Like, I, I imagine that Marvel just has, like, a condominium complex where, like, all these actors are, like, held prisoner. Um, <laughs> you know, they let ScarJo and Robert Downey go for a little while. Like, you yeah. know. Um, but like the, their kids probably all go to school together and shit because like that they're they're basically like living there forever. Um, one of the things I liked about Hawkeye was it looked like it was actually in New York City for some of it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Gravik and the rest of the uh, the Resistance, uh, those new Skrullos exterior shots with like the fake fucking Chernobyl meltdown. Yeah, it just doesn't look real to me, you know. It looks like the beginning of the new, like, like uh, Borderlands or or fucking <laughs> Last of Us DLC or something along those lines. You yeah, know? yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's pretty fucking bad. And um, I went to the theaters. Jesus, I've been to the theaters seven times in the past week and a half. Um, because I've seen I did Barbieheimer today. 
yeah. yeah, which was fun. I'm happy I did it. Um, and uh, I've seen Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning five times, like an actual <laughs> fucking crazy person. <laughs> to be fair, that is a movie that benefits from the theater experience. Uh, and I, and the, yeah, that is it, the sort of movie where it, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of these movies, these three films, mm-hmm. uh, the the seven times I've gone for the three fucking movies that I've seen um, benefit from the the theater experience and um, Mission Impossible. Like the reason I went so many times is because uh, one, I'm a crazy person. I, I love those Mission Impossible movies, and and also talking about the show kind of made me really hungry for it. Like that very specific kind of story and action because it's almost everything this show isn't, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of should be like, they, they rip masks off and shit in mission impossible, you know, like it, they do it once in this episode, right? They do do it once in this episode, but yeah. it's still not as cool as when Tom Cruise does it. Like in, in mission impossible rogue nation, there's a part where, um, Alec Baldwin and like uh, Jeremy Renner and like the prime minister of England are all in a room and like Alec Baldwin's and this other guy uh, are all in this room. And like Alec Baldwin's like Tom Cruise, sir, he'll stop at nothing. He's the living manifestation of destiny. Like he's just like telling he's like Tom Cruise is the fucking God. All these movies had that scene. And then like someone gets shot with like a trank gun and like someone in the room just rips their face off. It's like, surprise, I'm here, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, God damn it, Tom Cruise, you son of a bitch. Like, they, they all have it. Like, th- this one has a scene like that, like, right at the very, very beginning. Um, but, uh, yeah, um, the Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning thing, that film isn't going to be on, like, premiere large screen formats by me because every other word out of Christopher Nolan's mouth is, is IMAX, 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 IMAX. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, so he has this like monopoly on the the big dank screens. So I saw it on as many big dank screens as I possibly fucking could. Um, I have tickets for Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning. I have to get on a train for two hours to go see Oppenheimer. I swear to God to go see Oppenheimer in 70 millimeter. One of the 30 screens in the world to see it in this format. I feel so lucky. Yeah, yeah. Last, last time I was there, I saw Eternals. I remember telling you. I felt less lucky than I, I suspect. I did. I did. And and I was like, maybe if I see it on the biggest screen on the eastern seaboard of the United <laughs> States in the best format possible, I'll get the full Eternals experience. And I was just complaining about the whole time to like my little sister. I was like, this movie fucking bad, 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 bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and I I think I told you, I, my friend Jess walked out of it in the middle of the Turtles on opening night. Like one of the people I go to these Marvel movies with opening night. And I was like, is everything okay? She's like, yeah, I'd just rather be, well, anywhere but here. And I was like, yeah, don't blame you. You know, I got to talk about it this weekend, but I get it, you know. Um, yeah, this, this uh, graphic guy, I was at the movie theaters. Uh, these past seven times and there's a trailer for a bob marley biopic have you seen this i'm not i'm not you were telling me about it though gravic plays bob marley in it yeah 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 
I wouldn't judge him too harshly based on this. <laughs> but he, he's okay in this. Uh, he's no worse than anyone else except, yeah. Yeah. I like when he's green and yelling. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> At least it made me laugh, you know, because it did looks you, so uh, Didn't catch one when, 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 when it was under and you said, you should be proud, G. And I think it was a weird thing for a scroll to say to another scroll. I did. I did. But I think G was short for Gravik. It was, but that's not the way I took it. Uh, you took it as like, what's up, gangster? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, after yeah. That, I'm, I'm like begging for something amusing and or interesting to happen in this show. And it mm-hmm. it Perked your ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what are they bitching about in New Skrullos? The one guy's like, you weren't able to get the harvest from Fury when it was a problem, and we don't know what the harvest is at this point, but we know it has something to do with the Super Scroll and the Super Scroll program. And they use the term Super Scroll program a couple yeah. times. It does it make you laugh every time they say it? Like, no, it, no, no, that, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. Uh, they're familiar with Captain America and the uh, Super Soldier, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, well, what, what do we call these things? Hyper scrolls, sonic mm. scrolls, uh, ultra oh scroll. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Beta scroll, um, <laughs> alpha scrolls, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's very silly. Did Gravic calls, um, Don Cheadle in this? And we know that Don Cheadle's a scroll because they they don't like um, tension and paranoia yeah, and all the yeah. fun things. No. Um, did you notice Don Cheadle not acting like Rhodey while he's on the phone with Gravik at all? I didn't take the special note of it. No, yeah, yeah. Was he? Uh, was he acting like evil Rhodey? <laughs> he, he was acting kind of like a feminist Rhodey. Oh, because, okay. Yeah, because we know that he is. Oh yeah, a, a lady scroll. A yeah. lady scroll is shape shifting as as uh, Colonel Rhodes, um, and even like ten minutes of that would have been interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. If they Not... had fleshed out a bit more, that one moment where she's looking in the mirror before shape shifting back into uh, into uh, War Machine is. They almost had something there if they would have delved into it further. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if it's them being like cowards and not wanting to touch like a like a gender politic with the ten foot fucking pole. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But but this show seems kind of cowardly in all of its we're almost about to talk about this. We're almost about to talk about race. We're almost about to talk about immigrants and yeah, 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 yeah and revolutionaries and and gender with uh, the roadie scroll. But it just backs the fuck up and just touches it at like the most basic surface level, in like the same way that it's almost like the most basic surface plot kind of of this entire thing. And what's Rhodey's uh, asked to not kill the president? No, no. I just tell him that the scroll are in league with the Russians so that he can uh, fire nukes at Chernobyl or something. Yeah, and and give up the location 
of new Skrullos. Mm-hmm. Very silly. Yeah, I... Uh... They still haven't shown us what happened to old Skrullos. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they're not going to. It's fine. It's yeah. not, but hey, whatever. The two things point, you want. There's literally nothing they could do in the show, probably, to get me back on board for it. Uh, if Nick Fury was a scroll the whole time, I might. Like, if there is, like, a big, like, whoa, at the very end, I'm yeah. not going to be on board with the entire thing. It's not going to justify its existence, you if know? If he did a whoa like you just did, uh, yeah. whenever he reveals himself to be a scroll or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he turns and, and everyone on screen goes, whoa, that would be yeah, pretty fun. Yeah. yeah, that would be pretty fun. Um, One of the dumbest plot points of this dumb episode is when fury confronts scrody roll uh scrolly roll scrolly roadie jesus scrolly roadie scrolly roadie um when when he confronts scroll roadie in the hallway once he's like you you no good dastardly scrolly like calls him it in the hallway which made me laugh every time he says something along those lines. Yeah, so I guess he's assuming everyone else with the roadie is a scroll and they they are cause they don't react to it at all. They're, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. And they're they're watching the news and on the news you see Talos the Skrull saving the president of the United States. So the world at large knows Skrulls are involved in a foot somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole thing kind of makes me think of uh the Hydra revealed in Winter Soldier when there's a little bit of tension uh with all the various shield agents. <laughs> yeah. Not knowing which one is which and all that. Uh, yeah, but that that led to some fun bits like it did i mean that elevator scene i it comes up once a year once a year on my facebook memories i uh i i had some sort of facebook post when i saw winter soldier the first day it came out and i wrote uh winter soldier is surprisingly good for an american action movie in 20 20- yeah or whatever i said something along those lines you know and this was a time where we were kind of getting like peak action movies like the raid had just come out mm-hmm. dread had just come out a lot but it, not, not a lot of them bar. Yeah, not, the american movies weren't keeping up at all. no what's that what's that fucked up uh korean one man from nowhere right yeah 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 they, they the were all... inspirations for the john wick films yeah mm-hmm. is it i could see that yeah, yeah, the, the black suit. I I know the director of the first John Wick movies, a, a fan of that one. Uh, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. The, that whole crop, I uh, I, I purchased uh, Sympathy for Lady Vengeance. I purchased Lady Vengeance, a movie that we've yeah. talked about on, on this show. Um, we did like a whole episode on it. And someday we should go back and do Old Boy and, and some more Park, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially old boys getting released uh, in theaters in like a week or no, maybe like two or three weeks is getting released in August. It's getting a wide release and um, Neon is going to put out a 4K of it because it's surprisingly hard to find for some reason, right? I uh, wasn't sure where like, I have owned it for so long that I <laughs> and not the 4K though. So No, you got that yeah. Tartan Extreme version? Yeah, yeah, I think so. No, yeah, it's a Blu-ray. 
yeah, yeah. thing. Tartan Extreme was like when I was in college, like the best thing in the world because I'd be like, you guys want to watch some fucked up shit? You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was always like a Takashi Miike movie or, it, they, you know, that company just put out like all the fucking hardcore Asian film fucking shit, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. It was uh, Tartan Extreme and uh, uh, Tokyo Shock uh, uh, Media Blasters company. Uh, yeah. They were like, instrumental in my early uh introduction into foreign films and all that yeah and like film at large kind of for for guys like you and i like especially you like Mm -hmm. i mean like that 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 asian cinema of of that time specifically like i I think of you whenever i think of that stuff and like watch that stuff for some reason you know like i was thinking of uh scorpion prison woman number nine or whatever female convict scorpion uh 701 i think <laughs> yeah yeah something like that i was thinking about it the other day and i was like ah oh, no one in the world understands me like travis understands me you know what i mean it's good movie. Really, good movie good movie, good movie. Yeah. and like i randomly get like so those... style in it like it mm-hmm. uh it's it's smart but it's also like a little highbrow at times yeah like, the director was trying to do something interesting with material that wasn't really anything no, it's like a women in cages movie, but in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But good music too. I get those songs stuck in my head, like the Lady well, yeah, Snowblood yeah. songs and shit. Yeah, yeah. The having the lead singer uh, do the uh, intro theme. I want to say it was reused in Kill Bill. Was it? Yeah, I, I believe so. I know they either reused it or named one of their songs accurate. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But like, but like when when I think of action from that error like from like the 2000s to like 2015 like i don't think of american action movies like i start thinking about american action movies again when john wick comes out right yeah john wick and then there's the blockbuster stuff like the tom cruise stuff but not the fucking in your face fuck you up Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but like have you seen john wick four now i I have i uh I watched it recently, and I'm like the third one is so fucking violent that it's on par with the raid film for me. Like, yeah, uh, the fourth one isn't as much, and I'm hoping it's not like a, a negative from a negative reaction to the third one. So, violence or anything. I yeah. So so I bought the fourth one on <laughs> iTunes, right? And it comes with your iTunes extras, like a Blu-ray kind of. And the director talks about that. I meant to actually talk to you about it. Um, it, It's done intentionally because he wanted to make it look like almost like a fucking opera. Like it's almost like a violence musical or something along those lines where, yeah, that's cool. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. like each one of the John Wick movies kind of has a distinct feel. Like the first one is almost exclusively gunplay stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, the third one is a lot of hand-to-hand, and that that's my bread and butter. <laughs> and swords. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. and shit, yeah. Uh, yeah. But my 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 real bread and butter is um, action where you kind of have close-ups of the hits and mid-shots that last. You know what I mean? Yeah. The, uh, the Tony Jaws of the world. Like, that's, that's like my shit, you know? And once a year 
a Facebook post comes up in my memories and it says, Winter Soldier, pretty good action movie, especially for an American. And there's this big, long conversation between me and you way back in 2012, 2013, basically talking exactly like we're talking right now. You know what I mean? Where we're like, yeah, but Gareth Evans is still kind of the king. You know what I mean? We're both like kind of going back and forth. Yeah. Um, So that's seen Gangs of London while I haven't. I haven't. There's some good action in it too. Uh, like, yeah, it's Gareth Evans' fucking like BBC show. It's oh, cool. Wild. Yeah, yeah. Cool. He's making a movie right now with fucking Tom Hardy that I hope comes out this year. Ah, uh, you didn't realize? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called Mayhem. That's why. Like, have you seen like uh, Tom Hardy um, entering these? Um, I think it's called. Maybe it's called Havoc. I don't fucking know. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I used to be the uh, the master Googler here. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's called Havoc. Oh, it's got Timothy Oliphant in it. Look at that. Um, Gareth Edmonds. Um, Hardy's in like nothing lately other than like Venom, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I... Uh... He was on the rise for a long time there, and then it's. I doing better movies. And... Yeah, he still kind of is, though. You know what I mean? But um, have you seen like Hardy winning all these like MMA contests and shit like that, like in real life? I have you know, not. Like, no. Yeah, yeah. 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 He he like really got into like professional fighting, and I think that was all like Gareth Evans being like, "Guess what? You're gonna do your own stunts because I'm making like a." english language raid movie or something like that That's you know true. that is it, cool with tom hardy being in maybe someone will actually see it <laughs> it's uh, a netflix movie i think oh, oh fuck but yeah yeah because he got like an exclusive deal with netflix that's why the apostle that good which is a good movie did you see it's the apostle? Right movie. <laughs> okay you think it's yeah. all right yeah yeah it's not bad i my expectations may have been too high. Yeah. Okay. What were you expecting from it? Were you expecting like an action movie or something? No, no. I uh, want to say horror was a good amount of gore. I, I don't recall there being much of that. There is action in it. And Dude. I want to say there is a fantasy element that I like, though I don't Hardcore. recall. I may, I may have to rewatch it soon. Uh, it's two hours of like a wicker man kind of slog yeah fo- followed by 30 minutes of the most batshit violent like <laughs> whoa this really fucking picks up like yeah. really really quickly because like isn't there, there like a tree spirit or something that's uh-huh. siphoning okay yeah, uh-huh. yeah there's like a witch that they have to like keep like like chained up or some shit and then the guy's like, this is fucked up that you're like chaining this tree witch up. And then he like lets her go. And it's like, oh, bad move. <laughs> like This lady is not. There's a reason they had her locked up, turns out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, and she, she kicks major ass. And like, there's just tree barks, like fucking shredding people apart. And everyone's like, uh, they kill a lot of children in it. I remember at the end. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For blood sacrifices and things <laughs> along those lines. Yeah, I dig that movie. But like that elevator scene in The Winter Soldier, where Mm -hmm. you realize 
oh no, these are bad guys. You know what I mean? Like as Cap is realizing it, you know, the audience yeah. is like, fuck, like we know they're bad guys. You see it sinking in. You in see Cap. Them, like sweat accumulating on one of their faces, so building tension in this fucking getting it increasingly more and more cramped, things like that. Uh, yeah. You have direct to DVD King Frank Grillo there to <laughs> hold it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We like bad. Frank Grillo around these parts. At least I do. Yeah. I like Frank Grillo too, man. Yeah. He, one, he's an Italian, which I appreciate. And uh, <laughs> his mother probably knows how to cook a good sauce. But um, and, and two, he was the uh, the heavy and expendables too. I don't fucking know. Um, In those Purge movies too. Like, oh, yeah, saying- yeah. Uh, what two and three? I don't know if he's in any more of them. <laughs> Those movies aren't very good. They did gradually get better for me a little bit. Like, do they? they not they're not good. They're never living up to their full potential because they never want to go all out with the violence. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. They keep insisting to release them theatrically, where like that would be a sick. Like, there's like twenty of these a year, kind of <laughs> direct to red box yeah. trash fest. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. the the premise is just so fucking heavy, but um, I watched Goodfellas earlier today, and I don't know the last time you saw Goodfellas, but there's that scene where Henry Hill's wife goes to De Niro, and he's like older, right? And mm-hmm. and like Henry Hill's gone all fuck. Ray Liotta's character's gone all fucked up, and she's just like, I don't know what he told the cops, but really appreciate your help, and and as De Niro's like letting her go. Um, he's like, by the way, you want some Dior fucking uh, like dresses? We got them down the, down the way. And she's like, yeah, I'll take them. He's like, yeah, but they're not in here. They're, they're in this other building. And, <laughs> oh, you know? Yeah yeah. 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 And you see him like being like, no, just keep walking, keep walking down. And you yeah, see her like more secluded one. It's- yeah. Go to this more secluded one. Oh no. It's right in there. The one with the three really fat Italian guys, like with the sheets <laughs> go inside that one. And you, but you see it sinking in, in her like, Oh, this guy's going to kill me. Like that. This guy's yeah. literally trying to kill me. Um, and I got a lot of, te- I got very tense watching that this morning. Like I, I woke up and watched, I chose, chose violence today. I was like, I'll watch this fucking ADD movie I've seen like a billion times, mm-hmm. but that was the scene that really stuck out for me and, and watching, uh, watching this secret invasion episode again, right before we went on the recording, I just kept thinking of like all the kind of missed opportunity with like that kind of tension where someone on the show doesn't know who to fucking trust. Cause like <laughs> the big, well, I'll, I'll get to it right now. Like the big thing is like, the roadie scrolls like well we're about to frame you for killing maria hill and i'm gonna send it to mass media and yeah, then like he's the most hated man on earth in yep. 10 seconds or whatever yep. is what he says to get out of the situation uh that's what happens when a black yeah. guy kills a pretty white woman dude <laughs> i guess so i yep. i don't think most of the world would know or much care who maria hill was in this mm-hmm. universe mm-hmm. uh <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. And then he Fury gives him a, a little pistol whip that like super weak. Super weak. Super <laughs> yeah, it weak. was uh, the Irishman levels of old people shouldn't do their own no. <laughs> stuff in movies. Uh, no, no. He should have given him a little kiss on the forehead. Or the big Godfather 2 kiss. Yeah, yeah, little... yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
you broke my heart and just like kisses him (laughs) if 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 secret invasion ends with don Cheadle and nick fury in a room like uh kazell and pacino at the end of godfather 2 when he's like sinking in the chair and he's like i'm smart you know what i mean like i'm your older brother mikey like if it's something like that uh, and you just see fucking roadie going out fishing yeah, yeah. <laughs> jesus Better show. Uh, um, I was thinking of Sopranos, the, the car ride. If I can, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know but, immediately what I'm talking about. Just I know that, immediately oh, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah I know immediately what you're so talking about. It's so tense and sad. It's and, so tense and sad because you know what he's got to do and you're like, fuck, you know? Um, Yeah, like, learn from storytelling like there's so much of it out there to just literally steal you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and it and it will work you know i was showing you a comic book panel i drew today for for our upcoming uh, upcoming uh carnival number nine and uh no sorry i called it the song what's the name of this thing carnival channel nine and uh i was like once he's on funny and i showed you like another comic book panel and it's like it's different, but it's like yeah, I yeah. like I like how that looks, and I want to do something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm gonna fucking do it. And uh, they could have just done anything, but getting back to the like lack of tension, like who's a scroll, and having that kind of moment with you know two people in a room, and then realizing, oh fuck, this person's gonna kill somebody, you know, and having like any sort of tension. Um, literally MVP of the show, Olivia Coleman, finally mm-hmm. back and getting more screen time this week. She like strolls into some guy's office as he's watching a news broadcast of Fury killing Maria Hill on television. Mm-hmm. And it's just like instantly like... Oh, right, scroll, bang, and just, like, shoots him in the fucking <laughs> foot. Yeah. Like, there's no cat and mouse. No, no, it's just, I know who you are. There's no tension at all. Like, it's, uh, I don't know if this is the scene where uh, she talks about being devilish and being good at not being your friend or whatever. It is that scene, yeah. Yeah, I like that bit of dialogue. And it's probably the best bit of dialogue in the series. <laughs> but. And he's mm-hmm. like a single line, and that makes me sad. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no big reveal to it. I guess they show you a file with this guy's face on it. Previously, this is the guy who's been in a, a fucking ton of Marvel movies and bit parts. Uh, played Border, the uh, grandfather of Thor, and stuff like that. Uh, oh, really? Random mobster in Daredevil season two. Okay. Gets obliterated by the Punisher, yeah. The man works. The man works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's just, like, absolutely nothing. And she's just like, <laughs> here you are, scroll, and I will take your scroll plans and be on my way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Coleman, delivering the ham and, like, bathing in the river of it, kind of, like really really embracing the silliness of it as if it was like a 60s bond movie or something like that yeah 
and and I appreciate that on a show where people say the word super scroll and take it seriously. They, it's <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Another scene, every scene just like progressively is like another thing that upsets me. Um, <laughs> grab, yeah. There's like three sets in the uh, new Skrullos. There's like the, the meeting room, right? There's the, uh, the the super scroll laboratory and then there's like a cafeteria kind of right Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they're like in some like diner like dumpy looking diner set and um the guy who we saw initiated by the scrolls in the first episode a youngin like right he's like the he's like green literally green yeah and, and figuratively green um is like Hey, uh, boss, I got to talk to you. That was kind of bitch, wasn't it? Like, basically, like, you know, that was kind of pussy, wasn't it? Um, And everything that comes out of Gravik's mouth at this point is just generic. Like, what can I do for you, soldier? Yeah. 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 Um, This is where he gets betrayed, right? This is where he gets betrayed. Yes. He he takes a phone call from Rhodey. Well, scroll Rhodey. and and gets the update on the president's condition and hangs up and the guy who's green in the gills literally and figuratively uh puts a plastic bag over his face and they try and like gomer pile fucking you know like do the thing in prison where they like beat you with soap they like pin him down on a table yep um forgetting that this guy has magic powers i guess right yeah, they have guns. They decided to not do that. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, they were in the safety deposit boxes and possibly and access to them. Possibly. The Russian government uh took their safety deposit boxes. Sorry, these are no longer yours. Uh, um yeah, just like pin them down and stab him to death like a million yeah. fucking times like Somebody you know stabbed in the throat uh, it's great oh, man marvel i guess but because they're aliens it doesn't count like when you just they bleed purple or whatever yeah yeah and like it kind of bugged me that gravik doesn't just kind of hulk out right he well, he used the group power like once he like goes through some guy which is neat which is yeah, neat. we haven't really seen him do any cold obsidian stuff, I guess, other than they're just giving him strength. <laughs> He's not like getting bigger or any of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, unless, uh, unless cold obsidian was saying, shouting, who wants it? And that's the power. Uh, well, that was my favorite part of the episode where he kills all the, he dispatches all the guys inside the, uh, the cafeteria, like <laughs> say by the bell set that they just let to rot. <laughs> And then, uh, they've applied to sepia tone or whatever, yeah, 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 exactly. They stole Steven Soddenberg's like Mexico tone or something, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, or or Zack Schneider's like Kansas tone, you know, um, that 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 filter you put when somebody like whispers like uh, a little like wheat or something, you know, in like the field where they like touch the wheat, yeah, yeah, like that that color filter, um. But when he is like a green Halloween monster 
and drags this guy outside just like raving and be like who wants some who wants some you know what i mean that was that was pretty cool i do wish he he said uh how he's rolex wearing kiss stealing limousine driving son of a gun and then just like snap the guy's neck or something like that you know or when oh yeah or something like that you know it's very pro wrestling yeah 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 what if there was ever like a marvel wrestling tie-in and somebody like from the w imagine the cross promotion for secret invasion if it was like 1992 and they went in wwf and like a <laughs> major- would still go for that it wasn't they would right? that they had zombies on their their program that were uh yeah yeah um yeah i've i saw um alexa bliss like make some guy like puke black go recently the, uh, like the Miz, uh, and somebody else had a match where the zombies invaded and they had to run from them it was, mm. it's embarrassing yeah 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 it was literally just a, a promotional thing for some random movie probably at Zack snyder fucking netflix movie oh probably the one with the dead pixel that bothers me that one yeah. dead pixel that i found that bothered well, that's, me that's so impossible much. to fix though it's not like it's a single fucking pixel. <laughs> it's a single fucking pixel. It was bothering me so much because I like just got a new TV and I was with my roommate and I was like, our fucking TV's broken, dude. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, did you see the dead pixel? And then the movie kept playing and I stood up and like stood right in the spot and like waited mm-hmm. for it. And I was like, can you rewind it? And he rewound it. I'm like, oh no, it's the fucking movie that has a dead pixel. They just left that in there, you know? That would have driven me fucking crazy, man. Like, would have driven me literally fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing you got through. It's amazing, yeah. It shows how little Zack Snyder actually cares. But, um... With somebody that's that good at visuals in movies, yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Everything he said about that movie just made no sense to me, where he's like fucking, uh, you know... Because he was his own cinematographer and director of photography on that. Like, he held the camera the entire time. Because mm-hmm. Zack Schneider thinks he's Paul Thomas Anderson. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fucking so stupid. Um, and he's like, yeah, and I would take these, like, lenses. And then I would just, like, throw dirt on them and, like, kick them around to, like, get, like, a, a grimier look. And then I'm just like. That's like, whole- get a pixel there. <laughs> Yeah, that's like on a digital camera. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not even like working with like a real camera, like actual film stock. Like, what are you talking about? You know, like, because it's like the least lo-fi looking movie ever. It it looks like just a bunch of like CGI nonsense, you know? Mm -hmm. So stupid. But um, the cross promo would be like having one of the wrestlers end up being a scroll for like a week, right? That would be yeah, the move. Yeah, yeah. That would be the move. <laughs> uh, you ever seen any of the, uh, the Twin Peaks uh, stuff on WWE a few years back? No. No, I'll have to send it to you. I'll have to send really? It to you. The, uh, they did a uh, a series of skits called The Fashion Files for these. Uh, you just have to see it. You just have to see it. It's on YouTube. I will definitely send it to you. Uh, yeah, I found I found a uh, an article here that says WWE's new Twin Peaks parody are, is even funnier and more elusive than the first watch. So that's insane. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that 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 sounds absolutely bananas. I watched a funny WWE clip today of uh, that idiot um, DJ Khaled. Like he showed up at. Oh, like, say, yeah, 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 and and he was like trying to do the thing where people would know the words to his song, and the place was like just quiet. It's hilarious. Did you uh, you ever see that uh, clip of Flowrider whenever he came on to freestyle uh, against one of the, the the wrestlers and like got beaten? Oh, that's funny. Like, it was like embarrassing, embarrassing. Like, he wasn't expecting. That is awesome. <laughs> the, the wrestler didn't do good. It was just better. Uh, yeah. It was just better than the apple bottom jeans and the boots with the fur guy, right? <laughs> yeah, that was that guy's dog, right? I have no, no idea. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was his song. Uh, I, I, I had that song like drilled in my head because uh, at the time of its release, I dated a girl who was uh, like a cheerleading coach or something like that. Okay, and, yeah. And, uh, she was basically like begging me to get like free things out of me where it was like, Oh, you can do music editing for my 18 minute long fucking cheerleading routine, you know, like, and, and I would like be, she'd like come over once a week, sleep with me and then like be like, okay, bye. Here's the thing. And I would just be like, all right, fine. It's, it's worth it. You know, small price to play for banging a professional (laughs) cheerleader. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's less, Honest than an actual prostitute, but it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it it is less honest, but like one time I took her to a hockey game, and uh, she got like all embarrassed, and she's like, "Oh no, my boss is here." I'm like, "Who the fuck is your boss?" And it was like the ice girls at the Islanders, and I was like, "What the fuck do you do for a living?" I was so confused and like taken <laughs> back, and then she like told me, and I just like stuck my chest out like huge, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then she just like dropped off like a bunch of shitty flow rider and was like, "Do all this stuff for me, bye." And like would drop off like videos and be like, "Edit all this stuff on." It was like 2007 on your 2007 MacBook. See you later. And I'm like, "This is so hard on these old computers." You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Like it was so difficult. I'm literally burning these things to CDs and giving them back. You know what I mean? Um Yeah, fuck Flow Rider and fuck that song. <laughs> we get a lot of Gaia uh played by the uh the block of wood known as Amelia Clark, the log, the human log. <laughs> <laughs> is that another Twin Peaks reference? I, I, I no, no. I, I yeah. think she's. I think the log lady's log has more personality than Amelia Clark does in pretty much anything she's ever been in. Uh, uh, you know, you know who I saw in a movie today is uh, the guy who played Han Solo in Solo: uh, A Star Wars Story. Yeah, yeah. He was. He's in Oppenheimer. It's a pretty big part. Good for him. Good for him. I yeah. like him. I like him. He did a good job at an, an impossible task. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A movie that was like shot three times and no one was ever going to accept. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, original version had like Mahershala Ali as like a human cat man drug dealer or something like that. Do you know about uh, that? I, w- I would have liked to have seen that. I, uh, I'm sure that probably would have been great, but no. I'm just imagining Idris Elba and cats that you were telling me about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should do a cats episode one day. Like our first ever uh, commentary should be on uh, 
should probably be on cats because it is something that you just talk over the entire time it's fucking happening because it's the most bizarre thing like there's a scene where they make sir ian mckellen lick water off the ground and i fuck judy dench while she licks her pussy like a cat and like i fucks him and it's the weirdest thing ever like one knowing like ian mckellen is like 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 you know a gay icon so it's kind of weird uh he's having the time of his life it looks like they're all having the time of their lives it's just a fucking it's the weirdest thing the the finished product is what it is yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then like the end there's spoilers for the end of cats um there's this uh (laughs) there's this scene where like judy dench and all the cats are like sitting outside of a water fountain it's this like huge emotional ballad right and like the the end line is like and just remember that a cat is not a dog and they just keep saying that like over and over again like it's a bit or it's funny and it was just like upsetting to me at that point in time um but um do you think that gaia uh because there's the um that jigsaw earth theory right the uh you know mother earth stuff like that yeah do you think the name has anything to do with that like, isn't Gaia apparently like the spirit of Earth and like the? Oh yeah, the uh, yeah yeah they spell it differently. So no. <laughs> yeah, but it sounds exactly the same, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. sure he was named after it, the uh, the planet. Yeah. Uh, did we skip the the plane scene? There was an important Easter egg that I. <laughs> what happened? Did you notice? Uh, did you note who was on the plane with Nick? You were giving him. Oh, whatever the fuck. We can talk about this now. That that hasn't happened yet, but let's talk about the fucking <laughs> wet turd nothing burger of a cameo here. <laughs> it was terrible. It's like I it took me a sec to even register that it was someone I should know. Like it, it's the uh, uh It's Rick Mason. It's Rick Rick, Rick Mason. Mason. Yeah, that's Rick it. Mason. Agent of Shield, Rick Mason. Yeah. 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 A comic book I actually read as a child. Uh, Which, (laughs) when we did our Black Widow episode, I was like, I actually got kind of excited seeing Rick Mason because back in the 80s when there were Marvel graphic novels, remember those little thin uh, paperbacks? Like God Loves Loves Man Kills? Mm -hmm. Yeah. there was a Rick uh, Mason one that I had for some reason. I don't know why. And I know who that, it, I'd never really liked him, but I know who he is, but what enough. And he's got like a red Sox hat on. He just looks like he just like fucking rolled out of bed, made like stock, like $50,000 showed up, did a nothing scene. Right. Yeah. It's short. I, there was some playful banter, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll fully admit it this is probably at the point where I started to back out a bit mm-hmm. <laughs> not drinking just on fucking disinterest uh, yeah yeah yeah. delirium where you start just checking your phone for literally anything <laughs> other than what you're watching uh, you know what's like there was this part in Black Widow where Rick Mason um, like mentioned to Natasha like um oh does this put me in your book she's like you're a really good friend he's like just what i wanted to hear like you know he had a crush on her like yeah yeah. 
And I would have liked a little like, sorry about Natasha Rick from mm -hmm. Fury, right? Just anything, really? Just right. anything, yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh... It would be very easy to watch this episode and not realize it as a character you already know. Mm -hmm. Especially when he's played by a wet blanket person. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. There's stuff that really made me fucking check out, like badly, badly, badly. Um, I, I do remember a, a bit of the the guy and Priscilla hanging out. I assume that's where you're you're getting to. With yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Girls, where it just goes on trip. forever. It goes on forever. It's 10 minutes, but it, it felt like an eternity. <laughs> this episode is only 38 minutes, I think, total, including credits. So. Mm -hmm. And the previously on and the It's intro. like one third of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. And it's impossible to skip still. Like, it didn't even give me the option to skip the intro. I, this, just, I was thinking of this scene. There's no skip option when they <laughs> arrive yeah. on scene. <laughs> Whenever Amelia Clark's on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't remember like any of this. I I, I remember um, discussing the Super Scroll experiment and Gaia telling them that they they're like they knew the name Cull Obsidian, like she knew what that was. Right? Yeah, yeah. Did she have the Marvel Legends figure for him or something? I just think they're all spies. They all know everything, unless they don't. Whatever is really required by the plot. I, uh, they do a funeral for Catalyst, for his right, very private affair, where Priscilla tells Gaia about her father, who I guess they knew each other, and he wasn't one for pageantry. And yes, they bond for this. Uh, yep, yep, and she's embarrassed she doesn't even know the words or something like that or the prayers or something right yeah yeah Priscilla has to say the final farewell in the native scroll language yeah uh, yeah there's also a little fight scene that was really nothing right yeah it wasn't nothing I mean yeah. uh, it just raised further questions about this was at the house where Priscilla lives, I assume, right? And she literally has a line where she's like, I don't feel safer anywhere in the world as she's standing in front of a giant mirror, you know? A giant window, rather. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's that. And then we saw in a previous episode her go to a safe deposit box to retrieve a pistol. And now mm -hmm. she has an entire armory in her fucking home. I don't understand yeah. any of this. It's dumb. Well, she is one for pageantry, Travis, clearly. Did he get, I, I could have just blacked out where this made sense, but... Uh. Yeah. Yeah, if you squint and take a nap, it's okay. And and think of anything other than this. It's not too bad. I'm to be fair. Give it the out. Maybe yeah. someone will correct us. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I love being proven wrong. Um, the... Uh, time i went to go see i think i've told you this before i went to go see cowboys and aliens in theaters have i ever told you about this i don't think so all right i went to go see cowboys and aliens with my friend um i was loaded on opana instant release like 40 and 80 milligrams and a couple cocktails and mm -hmm. uh the movie was so bad it upset me to the point where 
my friend caught me and I was just bad for an audio medium, but I was like squinting my eyes and like going like this. And my buddy Nat was like, what are you doing? I was like literally pretending like I'm doing anything other than watching this movie. I'm thinking about other movies while watching this movie just to be in a better head spot. Like that's how fucked up I am. I can literally just like fucking be like in like a haze and just be like, all right, this isn't happening. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's how I feel watching any time Gaia and priscilla are on screen with one another um yeah there is that little bit too with uh fucking what's her name sonia blaze and uh yeah yeah yeah. some mi6 agent and they like get like plans for the scroll replicator from like scroll scientists or something right they're like like kindly english folk or something yeah 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 i i may remember that (laughs) yep she shoots one in the head yeah so so that happens at this point i uh, i thought that coleman might be a scroll like it it revealed down the line Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) um i guess the next episode was this one the the heartbreaking reveal of the only character (laughs) That isn't completely awful, I guess. I guess. Because uh, that was a thing that they, they said. They, they're like, there's yeah. a heartbreaking reveal. Do you think it was the death of Talos? Do you think it was the death of Gaia? Do you think it was the death it of was that? Rody. It was Rhodey. <laughs> yeah, you think Rhodey's I... dead and Iron Wars isn't going to happen? Oh, uh, yeah. Do you think they're going to show us how we got captured or any of that? I don't know. Do you think they're going to be expensive? It sounds like it might be expensive. Yeah, they'd have to put him in an Iron Man suit, which God forbid they have to do that. It's not like they haven't had a show about a character called the Falcon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and he flew around and it looked fucking awesome on that television series. Um, it, it's just, there's where's no... Where's the money going? <laughs> where's, where's the money going and where's the planning going at this point where they're telling you there's a roadie sh- movie coming nick fury is in the marvels next month or in a couple months um you know we know there's this captain america movie so it's probably not going to be the scrolls it's going to be like the serpent society or something like yeah again like the wet blanket nothing burger kind of equivalent yeah yeah i was hoping that the show would at least wreck on the uh the fucking Agent Carter, uh, fucking Sharon Carter, uh, oh, the power broker broker? nonsense. That's the one thing they could have done here to make it more worthwhile. (laughs) As using it as a retcon machine to make undo a bad decision, that's like what the scrolls are for, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's what Brian Michael Bendis written events do best, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, Sharon Carter would have been an ideal candidate for Sharon Carter. Um, the the white guy from the Black Panther movies, like guys like that. You know what I mean? On the hunt for Sharon Carter, (laughs) something she's betrayed her country, or she's out in it's anything, anything. Somehow, Nick Fury gets picked up from the airport by Olivia Coleman. He uses his mask thing that we've seen used. Ah, yes, in. the widow's cloak. 
the widow's cloak cool name yeah cool name that's what they like they always that's like a marvel legend action figure like uh special where like black widows like little wrist holsters were called like the widow's bite yeah yeah and it's like no they're not that's just what the action figure says you know what i mean but whatever um and she picks him up in a volvo and starts blasting rap music and he says oh is this what we're doing and she's like yeah this is what we're doing uh, kind of uncomfortable bits you know what i mean i don't know you're talking about we like hamilton over here yeah yeah we like hamilton on this side <laughs> Just regular old white folks here who yeah, are very accepting. Yeah. Yep. Uh-uh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Um, so they drive to Russia from the United <laughs> Kingdom, right? That's what they're doing? I guess, yeah. Because uh, there's like a, a little thing. It's like 200 kilometers from the Russian border, right? Okay, yeah. I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of I, I Europe guess, like the, the space between Arkansas and Oklahoma, I think, probably. 100%. Yeah. It's like. It's a nice state over. It's fine. The Ukraine's uh, doing fine. We promise you, folks. You know what I mean? Uh, um, And then they stop at a place in Finland, right? And during this car drive, one. Olivia Coleman didn't know Rhodey was a scroll. She's literally the only fucking person in the world at this point who doesn't know Rhodey's a fucking scroll, right? She looks very surprised. Mm-hmm. And two, she's like, what's the harvest, right? So we find out what, like, Nick Fury's master plan is. Or I, I, I guess this is kind of, like, an interesting thing to talk about, right? So um, Gravik wants something called the harvest, which we find out... Um, after the battle from Avengers Endgame, which they are calling the Battle of Earth here, yeah, yeah. Um, Nick Fury sent in a bunch of scrolls to pick up DNA from the superheroes because every single person bled on that battlefield. So they harvested all the Avengers DNA and put it in like a little reanimator uh, vial. Right. And it's like an ooze, basically. Yeah. He made like a super ooze. Right. And it's probably where Gravit got the idea for the super scroll thing to begin with. What do you think Nick Fury wanted to do with that vial, Travis? Something sinister. He wanted to make a whole bunch of super soldiers, I would assume. Once he got back into the government, it's a little unclear on what his role is in the government in general. Like, uh, mm hmm. Uh, he's not with Shield anymore. That's dissolved. So he's just a guy with clearance, I guess. <laughs> um, do you know how you know during the uh, the Dark Knight Returns when Batman fights Superman and he's like, "I've been thinking about how to do this since the moment I knew you existed." That's like what Batman tells Superman. Like, yeah. since the moment I found out there was a Superman. I got kryptonite and I figured out how to put a bullet in your brain. Like it's my fail safe. If God forbid you ever turned into Zack Schneider, Superman, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If there's even a microsecond, blah, 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 you know, Batman explaining how he, how he does. Um, 
I mean, the the Justice League cartoon, like there there was a bit where uh, Superman Batman has a way to take down all the other League members. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Batman has a way to take down all the other League members. It's like his duty. And and I've kind of said before where, you know, uh, people are like, you know, uh, what's it called? Batman's like the Iron Man of, uh, I mean. Yeah, Batman's like the Iron Man of the DC universe where he's like this rich guy who does all this stuff. I'm like, not really. He's more like the the Nick Fury where he like assembles the league. Mm-hmm. He fucking kind of controls everything. Like he kind of knows like he's outpowered. So he has to be the like guy. Clever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's what he was trying to do with this thing. Right. I could see that. Uh, it's certainly a possibility. Uh, there's I'm also sure like they don't have any idea what they. <laughs> no. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out next week. No. Yeah, like literally next week. You know. Uh, I mean, that's kind of like the fun thing, though. Like, remember in the Civil War comic book series when, like, I think Thor was dead or something at the time. So, like, Tony. Thor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was like a clone Thor too, right? Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. I could remember. I thought it was a robot for some reason. What if, Travis, the end of this series is the Jackal stealing that DNA <laughs> and he makes a bunch of Spider-Man clones ah. and we get, we get a clone saga? I don't think that's going to happen, but... Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Mo- moving on. So, How um, do you feel about the uh, Coleman asking Nick Fury again? Why doesn't he call in any of his friends whatnot? And he is <laughs> the line about how only he can fight this war the way it needs to be fought or whatever. And it's uh, the second time it's been addressed in the show. And mm-hmm. uh, seems really irresponsible of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of minimizes the threat this role <laughs> represent for the. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I don't care that heroes aren't showing up in every other show where it would make sense. I don't need that. I whenever they keep addressing it like that, though, it <laughs> makes them feel like there's a lack of confidence and yeah, for their telling. It makes you like think about it where they just shouldn't yeah, even mention it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they shouldn't even mention it. You know why they're not there? Because they're actors who have to get paid and they, there's a lot <laughs> to schedule in. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or Liefeld doesn't know how to draw their feet or like whatever the reason is. You know what I mean? Because some writer is doing something else with them at that time, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, every Avenger drew blood that day, even Carol Danvers. Like he like specifically mentions Carol Danvers. Maybe because of the close uh, affiliation with the scrolls that she has, you know. That's because she's the strongest. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. she's and the wokest, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the meanest, uh, and the meanest, and the meanest. Um, how did you like how he got all of his stuff by breathing on his uh, tombstones and shit? Mm. It was fine. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, the walk up to the cemetery was all right. Like, there's one shot that looks okay, and then just mm-hmm. when they get up to the cemetery, it looks cheap. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand it. It, it may be a real cemetery, and I, I would still maintain it's cheap. 
<laughs> yeah. But it's like they they have this great insert shot of this like misty hill and then like yeah, looking up at yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, the the one it's striking image. Bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one striking image in this 38 minute episode of nothing. These six hours of television that we watched so far with this fucking thing. Yeah. 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 Um, and then Nick Fury. Um, oh, uh, did he like seeing him get his eye patch back and all well, that? that? That's what I was about to say. He like yeah. opens up because not only does he have a tombstone he also has a crypt and he goes into his crypt and he opens up a bunch of things with like norse runes it looked like on them maybe because of that area of the world and each one of these crypts does not have a dead body in it one of them has a duster and uh one of them has an eye patch one has a beanie and one has a nine millimeter um and that's how nick fury got his groove back so what should have been the real title of this episode? Yeah, yeah, we've been naming these episodes like last week. It was the Scroll Who Loved Me. Like they're they're so much better than the actual names. How Fury got his group. Back uh, see, I thought the name. Scroll Who Loved Me was the title of that one. <laughs> At this point, right? You know, yeah. before you're like, is that not the real? Is that really the title of the episode? When I said yeah. how Fury got his groove back, and that killed me. That literally fucking almost uh... killed me. Uh, so now like we actually get to see Nick Fury in action, which is like kind of where I wish the show was by the halfway Episode point. Two? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. At least, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This but is no a, a costume reveal where he's saying this guy this costume a bunch and it's yeah. But his costume is like nothing. It's just a yeah, duster. Yeah. It's an eye patch and a duster. And he's already mm-hmm. wearing stuff that like mentioned before. He looks like solid snake or something. Yeah, he puts his duster over his other duster. You know what I mean? <laughs> Takes off one beanie and puts on another beanie. It's just so silly, you know? Yeah, yeah. Ugh. So do you have anything else that you would like to say, Travis, about the fifth episode, the penultimate episode? Historically, a strong point for Marvel series, good, bad, or indifferent, right? Yeah, I mean... Breaking from tradition here. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Do you have anything else you want to say before uh, giving our final thoughts and our reviews on the episode? No, no. Thank goodness. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell us how you really feel. Let's rate this. We here at MCU Beyond Infinity rate and review all of our installments from one to five Super Scrolls. One Super Scroll being the worst, five Super Scrolls being the best. We do accept half Super Scrolls, which I think Gravik at this point, he's a half Super Scroll. He doesn't have all of it going on yet. <laughs> Travis, with that being said, the penultimate episode of Marvel's newest Disney Plus series, Secret Invasion, episode five, The Harvest. What say you, one out of five? Uh, it's a one and a half. I don't know if that's oh. what I gave you last week, uh, but that's what I should have been giving all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, there's, there's pretty much nothing they can do to get me back on board for this one, I don't think. Uh, it's just not good. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen, but 
considering the quality that Marvel had at one point, the consistent quality is sad to see. Uh, yeah, it's it's a sad state of affairs, and um, even if I I don't even have hope necessarily for next week in terms of like a big bombastic finale or something along those lines. Like I don't foresee that like occurring. I am excited to see it end, right? (laughs) That I am too. That I am. That I am. Uh, But it's like every time this show should zig, it doesn't even zag. It just stays right where it is. And every time the show should conceal information it gives more and every bad instinct that it it seems to be moving forward with it just goes further and further and it skips plot beats so quickly that i feel like i'm just rushing from point a to point b and nothing is breathing in between at Mm -hmm. all like they're almost scared to trust their audience to appreciate something that like WandaVision like didn't think its audience was fucking stupid you know like it's like we're gonna give you three episodes of like madness like literally like throwback nostalgia stuff that's gonna confuse the shit out of you um Mm -hmm. before we tell you what this show is actually about you know and this week all I could think about with the president especially and now that the world knows the scrolls are involved was John Carpenter's the thing and how quickly that crew realized knowing who your enemy is, is very important. So they would, they, you know, the, the quick blood test. And like, we see like if a scroll gets just like a little hurt, like they turn green. So like, like literally think of anything but like we're putting a numbing agent on you and we're giving you a cut and if it turns green around your cut we know you're a scroll like yeah, just yeah. the simplest of things or a if monocle they, a monocle <laughs> yeah some goofy spy gadget of some kind yeah 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 a, a bad guy behind a desk with a cat you know what i mean who we don't see anything but his hand like yeah yeah literally anything and then like if they didn't tell all of the cast that roadie was a scroll and we knew uh like that's what the peacemaker did and the tension was real you know i was like genuinely worried for the characters that i was watching yeah. and you know Peacemaker took like 30 minutes to explore like a flashback to him, like wrestling with his brother or something. One episode. Yeah. I can't imagine. Like, it's a good comparison because they're both television and Peacemaker just looks, it feels better in every way. But it's not as like, this has to have cost more than Peacemaker, you know? That's what I was about to look up. Yeah, because we know like I have to know. Well, this thing cost what was it like two hundred and fifteen million dollars or something like that? Yeah, one hundred eighty-five million for Peacemaker. So this was cheaper. I mean, I mean, Peacemaker Peacemaker was cheaper. Yeah, Peacemaker was cheaper. Yeah, and had just as many episodes, right? It was like uh, six episodes or something along those lines, right? Yeah, maybe even more. I'm not a hundred sure on that uh yeah it's just 
It's a fucking utter shame, man. And I mean, I've given these things like two stars. You gave the first two episodes one and a half. The yeah. last week, the last week, I think you gave two stars. Like I'm right there with you. This is like a one and a half. And like before we started recording, you're like, at least the Eternals had some action. Like I like this more than the the Eternal because yeah. it's just like watchable. But I'm more upset by this just by the like the missed opportunity. Yeah. And just like the the safest of bets. This is the safest of shows. It's really nothing more than background noise and feeding into like, you know, I don't know if there'll ever be a superhero balloon that pops or fatigue or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah. But shit like this definitely makes like franchise fatigue feel real. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I don't think it's really superhero fatigue or anything like that. It's just fucking bad movie fatigue. Yeah. And then linking it with a franchise like that. Eh. Yeah, because, I mean, we went into Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and we were both kind of like, well, I hope this is good because maybe it's not us. Maybe, you know, maybe it it is just on this downward slope, you know, after yeah. Quantumania and all that. And then, you know, it was like a breath of fresh air with the Guardians. We're like, oh, no, never mind. It's not us. This stuff still can be good, you know? Um, uh yeah, this just again one and a half stars all day, serviceable but just whiff, whiff, and fucking whiff. Oi, you want to talk about some news before we wrap it up, man? Sure, sure. Let's do it. What do you want to start with? We really only have the two things here today. Oh, hey, what are the two things you had? I had the, oh, the, the Watchmen and Crisis on Infinite Earths animated movies. I had that as well. That was announced today, actually, at San Diego Comic-Con, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm curious more about the Crisis on Infinite Earths one, simply because I don't like their current crop of animated stuff, so I don't know if this is like the send-off for that, or... Like just a standalone thing. Well, we do know that like James Gunn's approach has been, I want everything to be in canon, right? Yeah. Including the, including the uh, the animated stuff. Like we know that the there's going to be uh, what's what's the War Stories team that I like? Oh, uh, Creature uh, Commandos. Commandos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Like Creature Commandos is going to be animated. That's going to be inside of the the DC Cinematic Universe and things along those lines. So I'm curious if this is going to be kind of like, you know, like a big send off for the way DC kind of was doing things. Because I've been disappointed with like pretty much like the past 10 years of DC animated stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have the uh, the stellar reputation that they once did, uh, like uh, from 2010. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. when they started to fall off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really, honestly, since like the new 52 comics started being published, and they kind of started doing that. Um, the release of the Dark Knight Returns animated movie is kind of like where I saw it kind of ending. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, there's still like an occasional good one, but it, it's not. Sure. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but they used to have some really good stuff. Like there was a good Suicide Squad movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a good Wonder Woman. Wonder uh, Woman was good. I liked uh, Batman Under the Red Hood. I liked the mm-hmm. Flashpoint movie they did. Okay. Uh, fuck. There's been a lot of them. Though. New Frontier was really good. That's the one that I really like. That's one of the few I don't think I've actually seen. Uh, I like Crisis on Two Earths. Uh, That's what it was. It was Crisis on Two Earths, and they went to like Earth Three, and they had to fight like Owl Man, right? Yes. The- yeah. Yep, and the syndicate of crime is that what the Justice League's called on that Earth or something like that? Crime syndicate, I think. Like yeah, that. yeah, the crime yeah. syndicate. Yeah, um, Crisis on Infinite Earths, obviously being a kind of like monumental comic book crossover event that kind of like founded the comic book crossover event in 1985. Um, the credit and the blame. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Po- po- pioneering the company-wide superhero crossover. And setting a kind of high standard because it always was like a fall from grace pretty much after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's got like this George Perez art that just like is, yeah, is our shit. That this year and it, the art, I enjoy the art. The story is very hard to follow. <laughs> like one, uh, not cameo, just like appearances of random characters from the, specific universe is all popping in and it's just a lot to take in uh you're not intrigued by the the anti-monitor or anything <laughs> isn't that the bad guy yeah yeah that's the bad guy yeah but but i, mean, I love fun, don't get me wrong uh, it's yeah, just yeah 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 i love i love i love i love uh george perez's like big like Look how many characters I can draw on a single page. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the absolute Some amazing covers also. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, you know, I, I hold that uh new Teen Titans book that Wolfman and them used to do for mm-hmm. GC pretty uh pretty close to my heart. Um I'm not excited for a Watchmen animated movie. <laughs> how are you? Uh I I'll watch it, but yeah, I don't sure. yeah. Who watch watches the, the Watchmen? Series. We watch the Watchmen. We don't really know if it's going to be like a, a, a repeat of the original graphic novel uh, mm-hmm. or series or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Would you be interested in one more than the other as far as a continuation or a prequel or a? Uh, that's a that's like a hard thing, man. That's like. Would I rather have chlamydia or fucking gonorrhea? But I am. Yeah, but uh, yeah, exactly. Alan Moore comes out of his hole and just like hits somebody with a stick at San Diego Comic Con or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I love Damon Lindelof's live action HBO Watchmen series. I thought that was so fucking cool. Yeah, like, so fucking cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. so much better than the Zack Snyder stuff. And one of the things I think, especially post. Schneider uh that really does like the Watchmen I I hold in in such high esteem as mm-hmm. almost like it, it, it's like a defining work of literature written for a very specific medium where it's like this is told as a comic book about comic books for comic books like it had to be a comic like it was very very specific and that's kind of the genius of the watchman uh yeah. comic um but but really in like the post-act schneider world is 
Um, Schneider kind of like fetishized a lot of the Watchmen and, and made it look really cool and really striking and really sexy and action packed. And it's like the opposite of that. Like that story is really sad and kind of about like how superheroes, like if they existed and, and they acted like that would be just like the absolute worst, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, where like the action from Zack Schneider's movie really freaks me out when I watch it. Like, you mean it, how it's cool like, Rorschach is? <laughs> that's that's what I mean. It's like, or like how I'm how sure. cool it can. I like the question, and it's yeah, it's kind of the same yeah. character. I, I re- oh, rewatched a bit of Zack Snyder's Watchmen the other day. I get like ten minutes in. I, I just want to see the intro sequence. That well done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the fight between Rorschach and the comedian, or or between well, the opening credits yes. where they do like the, mm. the alternate history recap set to the the Bob Dylan. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's a really yeah. cool intro. Um, Visually, it's nice, nice, but yeah, yeah, yeah I understand but, your critique too. Uh, yeah, like you're taking these panels and you're turning them into like depictions of something. They aren't, but you're doing it at like a surface level where it looks like the panel, but it's like giving off the wrong vibe. It's just yeah. so bizarre um, where I, I, I'm assuming that this is going to be just like the Watchmen in animated form. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's what I suspect. And I'm nervous about that, right? Because like are they going to try and make it look real? Because I kind of like the way like the Watchmen's all like purple and yellow and shit, you know? Uh, is it going to look like Archer? Would be is my mm-hmm. concern. I just don't like that everything animated looks like Archer. What's the yeah. DC universe? It's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. And, and like one of the things like they adapted, um, Batman year one and did like a pretty good job at like keeping Mazzuccelli's art style, a bit and then they did dark knight returns and it's like that's your chance dc to make a frank miller cartoon like Mm -hmm. that's your chance like make it look like miller and varney's like weird combination of that art style and they're just like no we're just gonna make it look like one of our fucking cartoons i was like that's so (laughs) whack what a whack way of doing this like that's the most interesting Uh, thing about that book is how crazy it looks yeah is how crazy it looks uh same thing with the watchman like dave gibbons art is like surreal and you know it's meant to be told on on paper panels like it's you know nine twelve panel grids it's traditional cartooning um that's almost like poking fun at traditional cartooning and uh I think that's going to be lost in adaptation and what the HBO series did, which was like, take the core themes and be like, Hey, if we were making something similar to the Watchmen now for television, what themes would we talk about? Like in a post Trump America. And it's like, Oh, this is really smart. You know what I mean? Like this is bright, but yeah, I don't, I don't have much faith on this thing. (laughs) My, the other news is, uh, we got our first official full trailer for the Marvels. We did indeed. We did indeed. And it looks good. It does. It does. I uh, I like how much of it is set in outer space. I mm. like when cosmic heroes are in space better than when they're on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
a whole lot. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, having Kamala and Monica there for uh, to offset, uh, not realizing, but Carol Danvers like seriousness kind of mm-hmm. hurts for me. I uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because having a straight man in a duo or a trio is always a good thing to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and having Carol play that straight man role could could work like pretty efficiently and well. I think. Um, I like Nia DaCosta, the filmmaker. I really like the Candyman remake quite yeah. a bit. Uh, so I kind of trust the hands that it's in. I'm not like crazy about the first Captain Marvel movie. Um, I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's about what I, I feel about it as well. It, it's not a, a great movie. It's fine. There are some bad decisions. I think at the, the scripting phase where they're uh, like making your main character not have any emotions for most of the film yeah, and yeah. amnesia or whatever. That that wasn't a good call. But oh, uh, I thought you loved that trope. Yeah, I I do not. Well, the lack of emotions is the other thing. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's how uh, I like my women looking like Brie Larson and not smiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that's just uh, what Brie Larson wants to hear. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I. It's hard to have faith in these things at this point, despite us having a fucking podcast where we're talking about it every CGI week. CGI looked super bad in the trailer, but I mean, they wouldn't show us that in the trailer. Well, Kamala's powers look pretty good on the show, and at least they had a place to like test out the. CGI, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So they didn't waste all the A&R budget <laughs> like trying to figure out how to do them, right? Mm-hmm. You worried they're going to make her a mutant? No, oh, she's already a mutant in the MCU. Are you worried they're going to like talk about mutants and just like... <laughs> uh, no, not really. This is all in space unless they introduce the Shi'ar or something. <laughs> Which would be dope as fuck, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, speaking of Kamala, while we're talking about her, uh, I I'm thinking about Krakoa and how it's made Nightcrawler question his faith and try to start building a new religion, and with Kamala also being a mutant now, yeah. Uh, I hope they don't do anything similar with that with her religious beliefs. It's no, fucking lame. Yeah, it was like it was Nightcrawler either, but. Uh, you don't like that they made Nightcrawler Spider-Man or whatever the fuck's going on with Nightcrawler, too? You know about that? I can't judge that yet. I haven't read any of it, but no, I don't. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I don't like seeing the covers where Nightcrawler, where Spider-Man has hooves. I think it, like, freaks me out. <laughs> Nightcrawler looks too cool without it. a fucking spider suit on him. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, that's probably what Marvel was thinking. And they're like, think about how many toys and shit we could sell for, like, three yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. What if, like, this... An accurate way of... Always, always. What if the Star Jammers show up at the end of, uh... At the end of this fucking Marvel's movie? I would like to see that. If <laughs> that's the first... Yeah. Well, they're not... would be the first Fox Edge characters to pop, pop up, but... Yeah. Close. Yeah, like Corsair shows up and like links up with Peter Quill on Earth, and we find out about like fucking, you know, Cyclops' dad and shit. Isn't he a Star Jammer? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> Star Jammer had a few kids, but they hadn't seen him in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and dips, dips uh, out. Yeah, 
That would be fun. There, there, would be yeah, fun. adoption agency left on my the same door right though. <laughs> the airplane <laughs> crash, or, I guess. <laughs> uh, I think this was officially our shortest episode of all time. Oh, which is pretty, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we started talking around uh yeah, yeah, we're we're pretty much at like an hour and a half right now. I think it's a good place to wrap it up. We will be all back right. next week for better or for worse to cover the fucking finale of this clusterfuck and I hope we eat crow next week. I hope we eat some crow <laughs> and this thing fucking rules. Imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Cuz I want to see a good Nick Fury movie. I I understand. I just don't want to see a bad one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know at this point. I just don't want to see this one. Um, uh, if you'd like to uh, reach out to us, you can email us at mcubeyondinfinitypodcast at gmail.com. You can also join in on the conversation on social media with our Facebook group, the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast Facebook group, a wonderful place that Kira Travis and I have started and curated to talk any and all things related to Marvel, Barbenheimer, Michael Rooker, Abel Ferreira, um, you know, the normal shit that we're probably talking about over there. Um, yeah, I, 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 what's, what's next after Blue Beetle? Is that what's after this? Ah, uh, I think so. Yeah. That movie's not looking like it's going to make much money at the box office, by no, the way. No, no, I expect it from going to die a death. Yeah. It's like, why would anything open at all right now? It's fucking beyond me. You're not sorry after they saw. Uh, yeah, you think you would have delayed or something, but yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Uh, well, until next week, I'm John. I'm Travis. And I should have said I am Death Destroyer of Worlds, but I fucking didn't. <laughs> <laughs>